0: That's right. we like you to have a point here on At Your Service. So thanks for being here with us tonight on Camo X uh, Phone lines are open for calls or texts, 314-436-7900. You know, I neglected uh, at the beginning of the hour, last hour, to mention uh, I get a lot of emails from listeners. And I enjoy it. I respond to every email. So if you want to send me an email at any time tonight, tomorrow, anytime, doesn't matter, uh, you can email me at my law firm. My law firm is Harris Dowell Fisher and Young. So my email address is byoung, b y u n g because it's, you know, face it, it's good to be young. young at harrisdowell.com, H-A-R-R-I-S r r in Sam, D as in David, dot com. Love to hear from listeners. Whether that's email, text, or call, again, love to hear from listeners. Apparently, St. Louis County would love to hear from you. I don't know if you followed this, but at the county council meeting last night, which, by the way, the St. Louis County Council has been having some fantastic meetings. You know, when people show up and they're on nearly going to riot and they're rowdy and and, uh, you know, that's that's a lot of fun for free. You can go to those things. It's cheaper than going to a wrestling match, and yet, you know, it's kind of got a similar vibe to it. I, you should go to more county council meetings. They're a lot of fun. But uh, last night at the county council meeting, the county council voted 4-3 to three to put something interesting on the ballot. If you live in St. Louis County, you can vote on this in April. And and this is the issue. You've heard this issue before. It's not new. But the county charter specifies that the county executive has to give his or her full attention, full time, to being the county executive. And yet Sam Page, who's an anesthesiologist, has got a job that he goes to on the weekends. He goes during the week. We don't know how often he's working as an anesthesiologist because he won't say. He refuses to disclose those records. He won't tell the county council. He's, there, there's a lawsuit going on, and he's fighting that. I mean, he simply doesn't want anyone to know about his work. It's like the worst kept secret ever. We all know you're doing it, Sam. Just tell us how often you're doing it. Nope, he won't tell us. So as, as a way to kind of circumvent this issue, Uh, I think it was Tim Fitch's initiative, but he put this on and it was passed by the county council four to three to put on a ballot for next April. You, if you live in St. Louis County, you get to vote on whether the county executive is allowed to have a second job. And I know it seems like really come on. Are we, what is this like something you vote on when you're in, in uh, a school council in high school or something. Uh, But, that's what they're doing because Sam Page refuses to be transparent. Speaking of fun votes, I, I, I grew up in Illinois, and when I was in college, I participated in something called uh, uh, Illinois Mock Illinois Courts, something like that. And so, uh, a legislature—that's what it was. So we went to Jeff. We went to uh, Springfield, Illinois, and we sat. in. It was called Model Illinois Government. I'll come up with it in a second. So we got to actually pass fake legislation, but you got to you got to experience what it's like to be a legislator, and uh, and it was all contentious, and people were fighting over these big issues. So I was, of course, a Cardinals fan. So I wrote a proposal, got it through a committee, and we got to vote on it on whether Chicago or whether Illinois rather should annex St. Louis. And, of course, I was in Illinois at the time, and my purpose for the bill was is that Illinois at the time had gone uh, you know, 80 years without having a World Series winner. So maybe if we annex St. Louis, we could get a decent baseball team. And the folks in Chicago were so mad at me. They were outraged that I would have the audacity to, to uh, slander their baseball teams. And, of course, my response was is that I'm not slandering them. They're doing a pretty good job of slandering themselves. So uh, the, the the actual motion passed and we passed model Illinois government. So that to me was my first funnest vote that I ever gave. But this could be my second as we get to vote in April on whether the county executive gets to have a part-time job. You know, I guess uh, whatever that six-figure salary is that you're making as the county executive, you know, it's not getting it done for Sam Page. You got to get that gig on the weekends. So... Uh, that's something they they get to do. Also, the county council last night refused to extend the so-called mask mandate from Sam Page, which is better referred to as a mask suggestion, because a non-enforceable mandate is not a mandate. And I've got a copy of the so-called mandate. I keep it on my phone. I'm just waiting for someone to ask me to put on a mask because it's the law. And then I get to tell them how it isn't the law. But uh, that didn't pass. So. Looks like Sam Page's uh, legal victories are going to be right up there with uh, with Joe Biden. Hey, when we come back from this break, think about when you drive on the highway. And we've all heard about the trucking shortage. But when you're driving on the highway, do you want 18-year-olds driving 18-wheelers? Is that a concern to you? Well, if it is, you're going to want to listen to this interview. After the break, we're going to talk to trucking law expert Ted Perryman about whether 18, 19, 20, and 21-year-olds will soon be getting behind the wheel of the big rigs and driving across the interstates of America, and whether that's a good idea or not. Brad Young, at your service. We'll be right back on X. You remember last month that infrastructure bill was signed into law, and it requires the Department of Transportation to institute an apprentice program that allows 18-year-old drivers to operate 18-wheelers, the big rigs, starting in January of 2022, just around the corner. So does that mean we'll be seeing 18-year-olds driving the big rigs? And, And the bigger question is, is this even a good thing? So joining us this evening is attorney Ted Perryman, whose uh, law firm Roberts-Perryman is focused on trucking litigation defense. Hey, Ted, thanks for joining us this evening on KMOX.
2: Well, Brad, thanks for having me. It's a great pleasure.
0: Uh, let's start with the obvious question here, Ted. Why, why does the infrastructure bill contain this provision that really is designed to allow 18 to 21-year-olds to drive tractor trailers on our highways?
2: But yeah, Brad, I think we just to back up just a second here, I, I think one of the things I'd, I'd like to point out, and I think you're well aware of this, is is how how important trucking is to our economy. I mean, we we uh, uh, right on the road at any given time, there's two or three million, two or three million truck drivers out there uh, who really keep the economy moving. I mean, I think that's been estimated that 70 percent of of all uh, products that are that are moved in this country are moved by truck. I mean, rail provides maybe 20, and air maybe seven or eight percent. But it's it's primarily trucking. It's on the back of the truckers, and you know, while most of us were sitting at home uh, during the pandemic, at least for the first several months. Uh, The truck drivers were out there delivering fuel, they were delivering uh, all types of services, uh, Mm -hmm. and of course, the Amazon Amazon guy that I know shows up to your door at least twice a day (laughs) uh, 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 was was out there as well. Guilty. yeah. So so. Anyway, I I think the, the, the really it's the demand. Uh, there's there's a there's a serious shortage of truck drivers today. I mean, estimates are there, there could be as many as eighty thousand mm. truckers short, and the demand's not getting any less. I mean, if you if you think about terms of how we're using uh, uh, trucks to to deliver things to our house, just think how many more things you're purchasing today mm-hmm. than you were ten years ago, even five years ago it's just the demand is there so so the, so the goal here is to add more truckers and to, to get them at a, at a younger age
0: and, and not just that we need more truck drivers but I also understand that the that the age of the truck driving force is also accelerating that, that the the average age is getting higher and higher.
2: Well, that's true. They're getting older, like us old lawyers, right? Uh, but uh, no, no, no. Those the, guys uh,
0: actually work for a living, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. Well, at any rate, the, yeah. So uh, I think the average age is somewhere in the mid fifties, uh, and and I think that the the real the real challenge for the industry, and it's been this way for some time, is how do we get these twenty year olds into a truck? And and so the the infrastructure bill is addressing just that. Uh, Right now, in order to be a truck driver, an interstate truck driver in this country, you have to be 21 years old. Uh, well, that is a hurdle because obviously most people, when they graduate from high school, are 18 years old. So you have this gap from high school to your are 21 so, until you're able to drive a truck. So what with the, with the, the Biden bill or the infrastructure bill, the bipartisan bill, whatever you want to call it, uh, calls for the Department of Transportation to to establish what they're calling is an apprenticeship program where uh, you will take young drivers, and after they get their CDL, and that's an important distinction because these these fellows will already have, or, or, or ladies will already have their CDL, and then they have to go through an apprenticeship program with the motor carrier that hires them. Uh, right now, it's gonna require a, a minimum of 240 hours of training on the road training where they will be in a truck with an experienced driver monitoring their conduct. Mm, Got it. And then The truck also has to have certain safety features. And, as you know, and we can probably get into this if you'd like, uh, you know, the the modern trucks now are cost anywhere from one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars. And they're loaded with safety equipment. Yeah, I want to
0: I want to get into that in just a second. We're we're talking uh, to attorney Ted Perryman, trucking litigation defense expert. And you have your own CDL, don't you?
2: I do, I do. Uh, you know, I I can't get any trucking companies to let me drive, but uh, uh, I I can uh, if, if if called upon in a pinch. But uh, uh, so yeah, that was an interesting experience, which may be a kind of a program on its own someday. But, sure. Uh,
0: but, but you uh, mentioned but, the supply chain issues, Ted, and we hear a lot about that today. Uh, every day, practically, if you look, uh, if you watch something on CNBC, they're talking about supply chain issues. But how does the shortage of truck drivers? How does that impact these supply chain issues that we hear about every day?
2: Well, I don't know if you've seen uh, uh, some of the photographs on the news that look at the ports in Los Angeles. uh, uh, And, uh, uh, well, pretty much any port now you'll see sitting out maybe, what, two, three miles offshore these huge tankers full of, of, of these metal boxes, where shipments to and from China are coming, or wherever they are uh, abroad, and uh, they're waiting to be unloaded, and then once they're unloaded, they're waiting to get on trucks. So it it any type of of shortage of drivers will 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 put a kink in the supply chains from the from the time that the the uh, materials are imported to this country and until the time they're they're exported it's it's the same so what what you have to have is this smooth logistics because we're trying to get this product from point a to point b not only as quickly as possible but as efficiently as possible
0: so it it really does tie into the supply chain issues oh
2: absolutely i mean i i I don't know how much grocery shopping you do these days. Brad, but I mean, you, you can go into grocery stores and see empty shelves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't remember a time when that happened. I mean, I'm not just talking about toilet paper and, and uh, uh, paper towels. I mean, a lot there's a lot of goods that can't get there because of transportation issues.
0: Yeah. I, I, the only time I see it is uh, the, on the milk and the egg aisle when, during a snowstorm. <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why you have to buy milk and eggs during a snowstorm, but everybody does.
2: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Uh, you mentioned something. I want to. I want to come back to something you said. We're talking to uh, attorney Ted Perryman, trucking litigation defense expert. <clears throat> and you mentioned that under federal law, uh, a, a truck driver has to be 21, but under state law, maybe that's not the case. So, so it could be that a person can drive from, say, Kansas City to St. Louis and not cross state lines, and they can only be 18. But if they just drive from St. Louis to Belleville they'd have to be 21 is that the kind of discrepancy that
2: i'm hearing yeah absolutely and that, that's never made much sense to me so think about this you you could in under 49 of the 50 states uh to drive a commercial motor vehicle you only have to be 18 years old if it's what we call intrastate so i could i could get in a truck and Uh, let's say Mount Vernon, Illinois, or East St. Louis, Illinois, I could drive to Chicago and, and, and try to uh, uh, handle all the, all the roads and the highways in that very difficult crowded jurisdiction. Right. And then drive back and I can only be 18 years old, but by the same token, if I drive from East St. Louis to Florissant, or if I drive from Edwardsville to, to South city, I'm, I've got to be 21 years old, Uh, and that's never made much sense. And and so this this apprenticeship program will addresses that because not only do you have to ride in a truck that has certain safety equipment, the and and plus the the 240 plus hours of training, uh, then the trucks are also have are going to have to have be governed or have speed limiters where they can't go over 65 miles per hour. So you you have these uh, different. uh, 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 restrictions, if you will. Uh, So I I think some of the studies, and we can get into that real briefly, indicate that it's experience behind the wheel in in a large commercial vehicle as opposed to necessarily how old you are.
0: Got it. Well, one of the things that I want to circle back to is the technology. You mentioned it a couple of times. And you've been representing trucking companies, I know, for a very long time. So, how have you seen the technology in a truck change over time? Because you know, today there's so much technology; it's almost as if you're you're driving an iPhone. I mean, you it's a it's a computer on wheels that happens to take you from point A to point B, and that's just for a car. So, what kind of truck technology is there in place now that helps the trucks become safer?
2: Oh my gosh! I mean, it's 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 like night and day from. 15 or 20 years ago. I mean, a a lot of uh, motor carriers now operate with dash cameras so uh, they can monitor the driver's behavior. So if the driver makes a lot of sudden stops, that, that behavior is reported to the motor carrier, so the motor carrier can can keep track. I mean, it used to be that you have no idea what your driver was doing. Now, with the telematics that are on trucks, we they can tell what speed the driver is going at a given time, um, and and so they can literally follow that driver uh, wherever he or she may be inside the truck. There's there's also a lot of uh, safety devices. Well, so you we have them on our cars, right? I mean, if if you uh, if you change lanes without signaling, uh, your steering wheel will vibrate, or you know so, mm-hmm. the sound of warning in your car. Same thing on trucks, uh, and uh, uh, th- they have those devices as well. But the important thing that the, the new apprenticeship program requires is that there has to be a forward braking avoidance system. So there there would be a radar-type device on the front of the truck. It would read in front and, and would uh, sort of, not sort of, but would prevent... Rear-end accidents because if you get too close to another vehicle, the brakes are automatically applied and the truck is slowed down. Now, those aren't—they're not perfect, but sure, because there's a lot of weight
0: on an 18-wheeler going down the highway.
2: Well, that's true, and 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 like I said, they're not perfect. Uh, I mean, I I heard a, a, a fellow the other day tell me that um, it, he's he was going under an overpass and it it tripped the thing off, and all of a sudden it started slowing him down uh, <laughs> in rush hour traffic. So they're not foolproof, but I mean, they're 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 really a lot better than they 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 were before, and and. Uh, uh, and I, and the, the good thing is, I mean, there's this image out there, and I want to talk about this real quickly. There's this image out there that truck drivers, these crazy guys who pop pills and they, they drive long hours and they're reckless and and, and, and uh, they're a danger on the highway. Well, I mean, the, 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 the trucking industry has really tried their best and they were trying their best is to improve the technology in trucks. They're, they are trying to improve the training on drivers. Uh, And I I think it's 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 paying off. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I I think it's a point that we sometimes overlook.
0: Well, I I know that's the case. I, I represent several trucking companies and I know that they're working hard and they're diligent at trying to come up with not only policies and procedures, but technology and training to make sure that they put the safest drivers they can behind the wheels. So I, too, have some personal experience with that. We're talking to attorney Ted Perryman, trucking litigation defense expert. And, you know, we all see, Ted, a lot of trucks on the highway. And and what we don't know sometimes is that there's a, you know, there's a mixture of large motor carriers and smaller trucking companies and, you know, even some independent owner-operators. But which class of carrier do you think might embrace younger drivers through this apprentice program, who would who would embrace that first?
2: Well, I, I suspect, and I, I'm not absolutely certain on this, but I suspect we're going to see the larger motor carriers uh, take the lead on this. Most of the larger motor carriers, such as Swift or Warner, or um, you can name probably the top 10, they all have their own training program. So I, I could go to Warner tomorrow, go to their truck driving school, become a truck driver, and then go to their finishing school And I could uh, become a truck driver after probably maybe six, eight weeks of training through their program. So they already have these programs in place. So putting an 18 year old there is going to be, it's not going to be all that difficult for them. Uh, Where if I have a five or 10 fleet truck company where I, I don't have uh, all that ability I'm going to have to invest some mm-hmm. some money into having this 18 year old trained so the uh, uh, so he can uh, comply with the terms of the apprenticeship program so I suspect it's going to be the larger carriers first but but they've pretty much always taken the lead in, in, in those areas but but sooner or later it'll trickle down
0: well we've seen from the uh, from the infrastructure bill that this goes into place Next January, January of 2022, when might we start? Isn't that right, the January of 2022?
2: Yeah, I think the bill is, uh, uh, directs the Department of Transportation uh, to immediately put together apprenticeship programs so it can go in, into effect on January 14th.
0: Yeah, so when do you think we might start seeing some of these younger drivers? Because I agree with you. I don't think it's inherently more dangerous to have a slightly younger person behind the wheel. Uh, And in fact, I think we'll all see the benefits of it by resolving some of these supply chain issues. But when do you think we might start seeing uh, the younger drivers on the road?
2: I I think you're gonna probably see some of the larger carriers uh, uh, start their programs right away. How long it will take to get a driver out there? If, if, If this thing can get kicked off in January, time you go through the training and make sure you have the right technology in place. I would, I would expect we would see drivers sometime this summer uh, in, uh, in trucks uh, driving by themselves, uh, but, but surely they will be with trainers by then.
0: Well, we've been talking to trucking litigation defense expert Ted Perryman with the law firm of Roberts Perryman. Hey, Ted, thanks for joining us this evening on Camo X.
2: Hey, Brad, it's my pleasure, and uh, uh, I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Great to talk to you. Hey, we're going to open up the phone lines to you. What do you think? Do you like the idea of having younger drivers behind the wheel of the big rigs? Is that a problem? Do you see that as a concern? Does it, uh, does it concern you from a health and safety standpoint? Or are you okay with it? I mean, if you look at Tesla cars today, they could drive themselves. So the technology is definitely getting better to help younger drivers drive even the big rigs. What do you think? 314. at your service. Hey, don't go away. Brad Young at your service. Hey, thanks for staying up late with us tonight. Lots of calls and texts on this topic. We're talking about 18-wheelers. Should 18-year-olds be driving the big rigs? Does that make you feel safe? Are you okay with that? Or is it concerning from a safety perspective? A couple of texts coming in uh, about that talking about the uh, one person talking about a decline recently in the driving ability of 18 wheel uh, 18 wheelers thank you very much one person texted in Brad you create the best show on Camel X well thanks mom i appreciate you texting in no it's 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 not mom but uh, appreciate appreciate those comments also tony had called in but uh, we had a little technical glitch here tony so if you want to call back please feel free to do so in the meantime we've got uh, Mike I believe that's holding. Hey Mike, welcome to Camo X.
3: Yeah man, how you doing?
0: I'm doing great. What's on your mind Mike? I understand you're a truck driver.
3: 48 years.
0: 48 years. Well, thank you, sir. And owner operator. So so tell us you know the topic we talked about was this new program that will allow younger drivers uh younger drivers to be behind the wheel uh, for interstate truck driving. Is that, from your perspective, a good idea or a bad idea, or do you have an opinion on it?
3: Yeah, I've got an opinion. It depends on the individual. Sure. Uh, how much common sense they have, because that's all that's 90% of truck driving is common sense anyway. Uh, and there's going to be some out there that have that. Uh, look around. How many 18-year-olds do you think can handle a truck and are smart enough to drive a truck?
0: Well, here's the only thing that I I know, Mike. I'll tell you that, like for example, my nephew went to the army at 18, and they had yeah. him driving a tank, and they had him driving a personnel carrier when he was 18, 19, and 20. Right. So I'm not okay. suggesting I'm not suggesting that they can or can't as a general rule. I just know that it's it's possible for younger uh, uh, personnel to drive a truck because I've seen my nephew oh, do yeah. that in Iraq.
3: Oh, I absolutely agree. Um uh who covers their uh wrecks if they crash something in the army
0: <laughs> well that's true <laughs> that's that's yeah, right well yeah. our, our federal government has to eat it on that one yeah, but there uh you but, are. But, but you know there's obviously uh, insurance drives this country in so many ways and
3: yeah, you're exactly right and right. if if you got
0: right. an insurance carrier and that's the thing I was going to ask Ted Perryman when I had him on but we didn't have time but uh um, but you well, know for great. example for example Mike uh if the if an insurance carrier would refuse to provide liability insurance coverage for someone under the age of 21. That's going to stop this program in its tracks, won't it?
3: Oh, absolutely, absolutely it will. And and yeah, we're we're insurance poor out here. Cargo insurance is out of uh, it's nuts. Sure. But one more comment I want to make, and I've been I've been listening to a lot of these shows. I've been in the Port of Long Beach, not lately, but over the years. Probably half a dozen times. Boats have always been stacked up out there. Yeah. Possibly. You you look out there, it may have been.
0: They're lined up.
3: They're lined up. They were not lined up then.
0: Yeah, they were lined up last year and the year before. That's not a new issue. Well, there's not necessarily a shortage of truckers. There's an
3: overabundance of tree huggers in California.
0: <laughs> well, because there's a the, hey Mike. You, you know what? There's a reason why I like to refer to California as the cereal bowl state because I, it's I, it's, it's full of it's it's full of uh, flakes, fruits, and nuts. So yeah, yeah you I,
3: can, <laughs> you, cannot, you can't get on that dock if your truck is is older than three years old. Really? You cannot get in that that dock or the one in L.A. And that's why there's a shortage. Who wants to buy this crap? I mean, most of the most of these new trucks with all the safety devices, uh, not safety devices, but the the uh, 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 the death they have to burn now, which is fine. It cleans the air. Is it doing any good? I don't know. But it costs you like $200,000 for, for a truck. And That's- I've got a 95-model feeder built that I bought brand new, and I pull up. It's a four-axle rig. I've got a seven-axle trailer. Gutful. I'm on 11-axle, 42 wheels.
0: And and that, yeah. and that's an expensive truck, my friend, because uh, I know that it, costs it. you a pretty penny. Hey, Mike, I'm sorry we're coming up here on a break, so I'm going to have to let you go, but I appreciate you calling Again. in this evening. Yeah, man, thanks. Thanks, buddy, and thanks for listening. Hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back... I'd like to hear more from you. Again, I've gotten three or four more texts in the last few minutes. And uh, what are your thoughts? Are you okay with uh, 18, 19, 20-year-olds driving trucks or not? 314-436-7900. Call or text. Also, we're going to talk about those smash and grab robberies in California after the break as well. So stick around at your service. We'll be right back. Hey, we're cruising into the last segment here on At Your Service, and and don't forget, coming up at ten o'clock tonight, we've got the best of Dave Glover. I know you thought uh, Dave's only on in the afternoon, but we play him at ten o'clock right here. But just the best of Dave Glover, so you're gonna want to listen and stick around at ten o'clock tonight. Coming up after the news, uh, one of the things I mentioned before the break was uh, the, the smash and grab. Have you have you seen these? These videos are crazy where these guys go in, and I think they're mostly guys, you don't, you can't tell they're wearing masks, right? But they all run into a store and uh, and they smash the, all the cases and they start stealing all the goods and they do it like in minutes. It's crazy. It's like a, the Olympics for theft. And, uh, and it, it just happens in a matter of mere minutes. And uh, what's interesting is, is that those at least one group of fourteen who were all arrested for one of these smash and grab jobs in Los Angeles? They're being released. They're 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 being released with no bail. So they're just saying, "All right, you know, prom, promise to come back. Uh, we're going to trust you, Mister Criminal, to make sure that you come back whenever your court date is set." So, uh, how absurd! Who actually believes these guys are going to come back? That's what I want to know. They're not coming back. They're not going to show up in court. There's a reason they break the law. They're criminals. They're not going to. They're not going to care that the law requires them to show up for a court appearance. That's why they're criminals. And 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 here, well, actually, I've got a solution for this, and then we'll get to some of the legalities on this. But uh, I've got a solution for all of this. I think. All stores in California, starting tomorrow, should put signs up when the store is closed and put a J.C. Penny sign in front of their store. Because, because if they, if the store says J.C. Penny, nobody's going to steal anything from a J.C. Penny. Do you want anything from a J.C. Penny? No, you don't. So that's my solution to all this: just hang great big J.C. Penny signs outside your store, and uh, <laughs> and then
1: nobody's gonna steal your stuff. It's what did J.C. Penny ever do to you, man?
0: Oh come on, Jake! Have you ever been into you? Have you ever actually been at yeah. J.C. Penny? Oh many
1: times. Oh come on, you don't shop at J.C. Penny. Well, I don't like it. I don't. What do you, middle aged woman? I don't what do it you? anymore. What J.C. Penny? J.C. leisure ca- suits? came in handy when you push your Christmas shopping off to the end because the JC Benny has everything. You got your home goods, your kitchen appliances, leisure you got suits. Your clothes. Yeah, leisure shoes everything. <laughs> Everything. There's, there's always those little racks of like a whole bunch of just random Mizzou and Cardinals gear. Yeah. There's a little bit of everything for everybody at JCPenney. Well, yeah, but they're going out of business. They are going out of business. As that's fast true. as Sears, okay? And there's a reason. No, I not- don't know about as fast as Sears. I've been in a JCPenney more recently than I've been in a Sears, that's for sure.
0: But 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 the, I was just using that as an example because the, these guys are stealing, you know, these high end watches. You're not finding high end watches at no. JCPenney. You're finding Timex, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <'Cause>, Which, <laughs> you're, and you're not gonna you're not gonna try to fence that on the open on the on the criminal market no. for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> no, no, hey, no. I got a Timex watch here. It's going for five bucks. Are you new here at the black market, yeah. Timex? Like, <laughs> no, who do you think no, we no. are? <laughs> we, we, we don't buy those. Goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. But what do you think about this? Were they were the uh, the the prosecuting attorneys in California, particularly in Los Angeles? are having to let all of these guys go, because you've seen the videos, haven't oh, yeah. you? Oh, yeah. I mean, these are well-orchestrated criminal events, mm-hmm. and they're just letting them go with no bail.
1: I mean, do you think that's a good idea? I mean, it's just JCPenney, right? That's I mean, a- according <laughs> to you, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> no, that's crazy. I mean, I mean, considering everything that you see in the video, you expect there to be some, uh, There's, you expect there to be more consequence. Right, not than, less. Than, like, right, like, and then, I mean, it just it makes you wonder. Like, we're, like, it just seems so obvious. Now, if some if some 12-year-old steals a Milky Way from the five-and-dime, I mean,
0: you say, okay, we're not going to give them cash no. bail for that. No. But this is organized, well-executed, rehearsed, oh yeah, pre-planned, mm-hmm. premeditated criminal activity. And then when they arrest them because of California law that says no bail, we're just going to trust them to come back to court. Now You make sure and come back to court, Johnny, when your court date's
1: here. Sounds like a plan. Uh, the, a, yeah. It sounds foolproof. like a plan
0: for failure is what it sounds like. <laughs> I said it was a plan, Brad. I didn't you say, didn't say it, was it was a good one. You didn't say it was a good <laughs> one. That's true. The the back in March, the California Supreme Court ruled that judges have to consider a suspect's ability to pay when setting bail. But these guys aren't committing crime because they're wealthy uh, uh tech billionaires. Yeah. You know, they're, they're doing it because they're poor, right? <laughs> I, I mean it's not it's not like Bezos is out there doing a smash
1: and grab with his buddy Elon Musk. Oh yeah, no. He those two shop at JCPenney normally. <laughs> they they yeah. they go in there with their with money. And they obtained their blenders and T-shirts legally. <laughs> you got a thing for JCPenney, don't you? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It made me laugh once, and I'm just going to stick with it. We only got a couple minutes left. I can't, beat, we... I can't beat that joke into the ground in under two minutes. We gotta, I can't.
0: We got to keep milking it. <laughs> we got to milk it for another minute and a half. But, no, so that's what the court said. And, you know, that's the exact same problem that we encountered with, uh, with Daryl Brooks in Waukesha. Because they let him out on a thousand bucks. And had he been retained and kept in prison and put up a big bail that actually is significant, then those five people who were killed in Waukesha would be alive today. Those 50 people who were injured in Waukesha would be alive today. But it was only because of this crazy, insane cash bail reform system that is being pushed in cities across America. It's resulting in Deaths of our citizens, the injury of our citizens, and now even higher prices for you and I when we go to the store because uh, uh, these guys are just going to keep stealing until someone locks them up and says you can't leave. I mean, how hard is this? It to me, it doesn't seem like it's that hard, that hard of an issue, uh, and, and yet we're seeing that done. We're seeing even right here in St. Louis. I know that Kim Gardner has been pushing this cash bail reform system. We're seeing Kim Gardner right here in St. Louis in situations where police officers give her a confession of a crime and she refuses to prosecute because she doesn't like the police officer or for whatever reason. And so I just want you to understand that even though this is a trend that's occurring across the country, it's something that's happening right here in St. Louis. And I want to tell you, I, I'm I'm going to applaud Wesley Bell, prosecuting attorney in St. Louis County, because he has, by and large, resisted those types of efforts and activities that we're seeing happening elsewhere. And he's not doing them. Now, he ran on that platform, uh, but we're not seeing him actually doing those things now that he's gotten into office. So I applaud you, Wesley Bell. Keep up the good work. I'm glad you're resisting that urge to follow in the footsteps of some of these other prosecuting attorneys and even the one in Los Angeles that's letting the smash and grab criminals go free. Brad Young at your service. Thanks for joining us this evening. I'll be back in here back in the saddle next Wednesday night. But stick around for the Dave Glover show, the best of the DGS coming up on KMOX.